This is KHBC Christmas Radio from Hillsdale Bible Church in the studios here in Hillsdale, Oklahoma, USA. We are very glad you're with us here tonight. grew up on the east side of the Mississippi River, actually, quite a bit east. I was in Portage, Indiana. Our radio stations, as I grew up, began with the letter W. The call letters were such like WMAQ or WLS or WMBI, which was the Moody Bible Institute radio station. But here on the west side of the Mississippi River, we have radio stations that begin with the letter K, such as KHBC, our Christmas radio station here. After you know what the K is all about, it's easy to know what HBC stands for. The H is Hillsdale, the B is Bible, and the C is Christmas. I know you're expecting church, but the Hillsdale Bible Christmas radio station We have a very wonderful program set up for you tonight. An old-fashioned Christmas, a few stories, a few songs, and some helpful hints as well to help you with your Christmas celebration here tonight. So glad you have joined us here on this Christmas Eve, and I think it's good for us to get started with a song. Thank you. 
It's been quite a few Christmases since that song first debuted. That was December 24th, 1818, when Silent Night was first played. And uh, many Christmases have gone by since then. I don't know, but uh, today was kind of a significant day, too, here in Hillsdale. Our weather was up around 76 degrees, which is rather warm for a Christmas Eve. It's not our usual temperature here for December 24th, but I thought you'd also like to know that the weather in Bethlehem today has been about the high of 53 degrees. It's been a cool, rainy day, falling most of the day. Uh, probably going to get all the way down to 39 before the night is over. If the rain holds out, I think it would be a great night for a fire. You know, that sheep on the hillside uh, would certainly be more comfortable with the fire tonight. I want to just let you know that uh, there are several acknowledgments we need to make here as we get started with our radio program. First of all, there are a few sound effects we're going to be using, and they are provided by a free sounds library www.freesoundslibrary.com and the music that we will get to enjoy as well is found on How To Stuffs it's a YouTube channel and they give a complete list of Christmas songs and their non-copyrighted music so they make them available for us to use here and there and we're going to use them here tonight so I uh, hope you enjoy our program uh, last year, we had our first program. I gave you a recipe for gingerbread cookies. Uh, that was my very first attempt, by the way, ever making gingerbread cookies. So I can say I, I accomplished that. <laughs> Maybe you have a plate ready for you right now. Uh, with some cookies and maybe some Swiss Miss hot chocolate. I'll tell you though. To just be honest with you here, my, my gingerbread man didn't come quite as I had hoped in the end. The cookies itself were very good, actually. But there's a slight deficiency on the decorating of the cookies. Uh, it was a new adventure for me. And so when I had completed putting my icing on it, uh, the little faces that I put on my gingerbread man, well... Uh, we changed the name from Gingerbread Men to Gremlin Boys. Uh, actually, that's what they look like. They were a little more sinister than you might expect. <laughs> Distorted little faces. That made you eat the head first, to be honest. Uh, so they weren't grimacing at you as you ate the rest of the cookie. Not exactly the Christmas spirit there, is it? Uh, well, we're going to go back in time here much further than a year ago and the cookies. And we're going to enjoy some beautiful music. These uh, numbers go back in time, too. So enjoy another song as we continue on with Christmas Radio here tonight. Joyful of the day. 
I don't know what old-fashioned means to you. Some of you have had more Christmases than I have. I think back on my earliest recollections of Christmas when I was, well, maybe five or six years old. Many things I recall was from old photographs, to tell the truth, uh, like the Courtney boys all standing together in our homemade flannel shirts. We still have that picture we pass around. We had a Christmas tree that was absolutely covered with silver tinsel. It always sat in front of the living room picture window and had a plastic light-up angel. And it looked a little like a Precious Moment Angel. It sat on the windowsill, too. And if you were to go to the house where I grew up tonight, you would find that uh, same angel in the windowsill, the same Christmas tree, with, with the same ornament still there. My brother lives in the house and continues to set it up as just like it was all those years before. I remember... Uh, I'm not sure which year it was, maybe when I was five or six years old, when Santa came to our house on Christmas Eve. He was a little early. I don't remember it being quite midnight, and he certainly didn't use the chimney. We had a fire going, like we always did. But sure enough, Santa came, and, and uh, he came up the steps, the basement steps, he said, I believe, that the because we had a fire in the chimney, he um, went so quickly down it that he ended up in the basement. I think we believed him. But years after, I was pretty sure it wasn't Santa after all. I had to ask my brothers and sisters, and uh, we think that was our Uncle Bill. That was probably the only year he did it, too, that I could recall. Uh, most of the years, we found him asleep in one of the recliners, and that also became a tradition of our old-fashioned Christmas. How about another song? One more song, and I'll get on with a couple of other things I'd like to do with you here tonight.
Now that's a fun song. Let me remind you, you're listening to KHBC Radio, Christmas Radio. Catchphrases, all we do is Christmas. Back to our old-fashioned thoughts here tonight. Let's talk about stringing popcorn as garland on the tree. There's always a part of my show where I like to do a, a how-to-do-it section. <laughs> so we're going to talk about stringing popcorn tonight. Uh, it's not that hard. If you need real in-depth instructions, there's a website, uh, www.learninghereandthere.com, and they give you instructions on how to string popcorn. It sounds like it's... Uh, it's very complicated, but it's not at all. What you need first is popcorn. may sound easy, but there are some recommendations. Number one, don't use microwave popcorn. Use a stovetop uh, popped or hot air popped popcorn. When I think of popcorn, I, I think of uh, Orville. <laughs> Orville Redenbacher. Orville, there's something about him that... Uh, makes me talk about his popcorn tonight. Orville Redenbacher was um, born in 1907 in Brazil, Indiana. Yes, the town was called Brazil. It was only a few, maybe three hours at the most from where I lived. And he lived to be about 88 years old, died in 1995. He was a scientist, really, um, in the agricultural world. He grew up on a farm where popcorn was a significant crop. There in Indiana, that's not uncommon. He went to Purdue University right there also in Indiana and studied in the agricultural departments. In 1951, he and his partner Charlie Bowman bought a, a seed corn plant in Boone Grove, Indiana. They named the company Chester Hybrids. And they tried tens of thousands of hybrids, strains of popcorn, until they finally settled on one that they called Red Bow. Now, when they went to advertise it, uh, the advertising agency recommended that they actually use Orville's name as its label, as its brand name. And Orville Redenbacher uh, was the name of the popcorn, 1970. Now, they describe Orville as being the agricultural visionary who all but single-handedly revolutionized the American popcorn industry. Now, what's, what's that got to do with our Christmas here tonight? Well, many years ago, when I was in high school, our band was to march in the Popcorn Festival Parade in Valparaiso, Indiana. I recall seeing a, a very fancy uh, convertible car passing by us as it's worked its way up toward the start of the parade, and sitting there in the back seat was Orville Redenbacher. He was the Grand Marshal of the parade that year, and I don't know if it was every year, but that was the year I was marching in the band. But he wasn't just sitting there. What I remember especially about him was that he was throwing popcorn balls at us as he drove past our band. Now, popcorn, you could choose any brand you want, but my recommendation would be Orville's. Um, it should be completely plain. Don't put butter on it. Don't put salt or any other flavoring. Um, just 
it's going to become stale anyway. So leave it out a few hours and or maybe even a day or so if you can stand having popcorn around the house um, before you ever string it up. Now you also need a needle. The recommendation is that a blunt plastic needle would be better, especially if the kids are helping. It's a little safer for them. You can use the sharp metal ones, and, and um, it does go through the popcorn pretty easily, but it could also poke the finger on the other side. So you want to be careful that you pick uh, a needle that's safe for the kids as well. And if it has a large eye on it, it's, that's also easier for uh, threading it. The third item, of course, you've got popcorn and needle. You need a string. Some people who like use a decorative twine, and that doesn't always help so much because it could unravel as you're working with it. Regular sewing thread works nice. Make sure you knot it up real well at the beginning so that when you put it through the popcorn, it doesn't pull through. I've heard some people will put um, a dried cranberry on the end of it so that it will hold the, the string and the knot and not break through the popcorn. Some of the parts that help a lot here, uh, always drive the needle through the fattest part of the popcorn kernel. As you're doing it, work on small sections at a, at a time, maybe three feet at a time or so, because the longer it gets, the more likely it is to break, you know. Once you've threaded the needle, make sure you, you tie that knot really well uh, so it doesn't come out. And then keep your eye on what you're doing. Don't get it tangled up. It can get tangled very quickly. As you're working this uh, together, it's a lot of fun. When you're finished, you've got a long garland of popcorn, and uh, maybe you used to do that uh, many years ago. But it's an old-fashioned way of decorating uh, Christmas trees. Oh, I think we have a visitor. I wasn't expecting one, but let's see who's come. Levi, I can't believe it's you. Is that you? Yep, I think so. It was me this morning. <laughs> Why, Levi, I'm surprised. But come on in. Come on and get a chair. Um, can I get you anything? Well, no. Well, unless you have some popcorn or maybe some potato chips. <laughs> I just... Happen to have a bag left over from the Christmas party here. Help you help yourself. Oh, thanks. Mm, I love these. <laughs> well, Levi, it's Christmas Eve. I'm surprised that you're here. Mm, me too. <laughs> but weren't you supposed to be like in Australia? I thought that Jill or Jen sent you down there to get things ready for VBS. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a thing happened. And, um, well, yeah, let's, suddenly I thought of you. And Christmas, and potato chips, and, um... Yes, and, and what was that thing that happened? Well, it's kind of like, uh... Do you have any more chips? <laughs> no, that, that's the last bag. Hmm. Maybe some popcorn will do. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll go make you some. Well, it would take you a couple of minutes. Mm.
So, you tell me, what thing happened? Well, have you ever been to Australia? No. Well, it's kind of like a desert. In some places, a little warm right now. It's summer, you know. Summer? Yeah. It's uh, in the southern hemisphere. It's kind of fun to fly down that way. Once you cross the equator, tickled your wings a bit. <laughs> I guess I will never understand that. Well, I know. Uh, well, it's summer down there. Right. But it's also December and Christmas time. Yes. So, since I was going to be down there for Christmas, I kind of figured maybe I should get a Christmas tree and fix up my cave. You ever heard of a bottle brush tree? Bottle brush? Yeah, it comes with its own decorations. Bright red flowers, they look like ornaments. That sounds pretty nice. I thought so too. But you couldn't see it in the dark, so I thought I needed to get some lights for it. And? So I got me some candles, like they did in the olden days, mostly because I don't have electricity. But I put them on the bottle brush tree, and I decided to light it. And? Well, did you know that platypuses are native to Australia? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and do you remember that I have an allergy to platypuses? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Well, I was just about to light my Christmas bottle brush tree, and suddenly this platypus appeared in the cave, and I... Sneezed. Oh no! That was the end of the bottle brush tree. Oh, I see. So, I was thinking, maybe if I came back here for Christmas, I might be able to maybe stop by and um, see what you were doing and see if um, maybe you might have some popcorn or chips or. Oh, uh, yes. Well, here's your popcorn. I made extra. And I thought, well, maybe we could string it for the tree. Why? <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an old-fashioned way of decorating Christmas trees. Mm, makes me hungry. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Why don't we we go ahead? I'm working on a Christmas radio program right now. and. Ooh. I, I don't think it'll take a whole lot longer, but you finish this bowl, and when I am finished, we can talk about the tree. Uh, I doubt we'll have any left over for that. <laughs> well, um... Is it a bottle brush? No, it's a regular pine tree. Does it have candles? Uh, no, I don't think it will. <laughs> it may not be lit, but at least it's safe. Oh, you're probably right. Maybe I'll make some cookies while you finish up. I got this great recipe for Tim Tams from Australia. Never made them before, but I'll try. Sounds safe, I hope. While Levi goes and makes us a few cookies, why don't we go ahead and play another song?
best part of the entire Christmas program is the story of the birth of Christ. I read to you this evening from Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He said that they were engaged, and that was usually something that would last a whole year before uh, they were officially married. And in chapter 1, verse 28, Gabriel, in coming in, said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement, and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And so she was she was concerned. She was a little upset here, a little puzzled. I think I would too, if an angel just walked into the room and started to speak. But his words were fascinating. The Lord is with you. And the angel went on to say, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. Now, there was a promise long time ago, back in around 700 B.C., 700 years about before Mary was even born, there was a bad king named Ahaz. He refused to believe the Lord. He refused to trust the Lord or follow the ways of the Lord. Isaiah was a prophet in that day. And Ahaz had a big problem. Ahaz was surrounded by his enemies and was very sure that uh, he was not going to be victorious if they should attack. And Isaiah came to him and said that he had a message from God. Ahaz did not seek out God himself. But Isaiah said, Ask for a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Make it as deep as a grave or as high as a heaven. And Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. And then Isaiah said, Now listen, O house of David, is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men, that you would try the patience of my God as well? Therefore the Lord himself would give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. What Gabriel said to her was that she would bear a son. And that, too, was the fulfillment of the promise that Isaiah gave so many years before. The angel went on to say, And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom would have no end. Now that goes back a long ways too. Back to the days of David, about 900 B.C. And the prophet came to David one day when David was trying to find a way to build a house for the Lord. He thought that uh, that would be something that would be honorable to the Lord. And, and the prophet brought a message from God. And it says this, now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, 
and I've cut off all your enemies from before you. I will make your name great, like the name of the great men who are on the earth. I will also appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them, that they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again, nor will the wicked afflict them any more as formerly. Even from the day I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies, the Lord also declares to you that the Lord will make a house for you. When your days are completed and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you, who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men. But my loving kindness shall not depart from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I remove from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. Now, part of this promise to David included his son Solomon. Solomon, who would build the house, the temple. Solomon, who the Lord will treat like a son. And when Solomon gets into trouble, God will correct him. But his loving kindness will not leave him. But that was only part of the picture. The reality is... Solomon couldn't fulfill all of these promises because Solomon couldn't live forever. The promise was that God will establish the throne of David's descendant forever and ever. He will establish it. And that is the promise that Gabriel made as well. When he came to Mary that day, he says, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Daniel even talked about that. Daniel said, In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. That's an incredible promise that God gave so many years ago to Mary. And Mary thinking about what the angel had said, said, how can this be since I am a virgin? I can't have a child like this. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Now, imagine how Mary's wonder increased as she heard these words. This miraculous conception, the virgin birth of Jesus, it's plainly set forth in Scripture, in Luke and in Matthew and Isaiah. It's a fact even that Luke, the physician, is putting this into his record as well as we read it tonight. And the angel continued to say, And behold, even your relative Elizabeth, has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. The promise God made 2,000 years before was to a man named Abraham. If you remember, Abram and his wife Sarah had no children. 
They were quite advanced in years when God called him and made a promise to him. Part of that promise was the promise of a baby boy. And in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Eventually, it would be Jesus who would fulfill the ultimate promise to Abraham. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And if we go back even further, go back nearly 4,000 years before the birth of Christ, there was a promise given to Adam and Eve. They also had discovered something impossible. They had sinned, and it seemed like there would be no relief from the consequences of those sins until God told them, as he spoke to the serpent, he said, Because you have done this, cursed is you more than all the animals, and more than every beast of the field, and on your belly you will go, and the dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. That's an old, old prophecy that spoke again of Jesus Christ coming. And his purpose for coming was to deal with the impossible consequences of sin for us, to give to us a promise that will bless us forever, to fulfill the throne promise of David, to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah the prophet, and here, as Gabriel is announcing all these things to, to Mary, we have the record of the birth of Christ. A truly old-fashioned Christmas message, if you will. It's stretched from the times from the very beginning of man to the days of Abraham and David and Isaiah and Mary and Joseph, all the way to the birth of our Savior. And it's still the message of Christmas, isn't it? For unto us is born a Savior, maybe 6,000 years after the very first promise. But we still rejoice in what God has done to save us from our sins. In our story, isn't it wonderful that Mary said yes to the Lord's will? The last word she said to Gabriel was, Behold the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
Well, we're almost through for this time. Uh, maybe you can take a few moments to tell a story of your own, an old-fashioned story for your children or your grandchildren to hear tonight. Tell them about something that you celebrated when you were a kid. Maybe even tell them why you celebrate tonight. I hope it's because you know Jesus, not as a baby born in a manger, but as your Savior who gives you eternal life in his name. I want to play one more song for you before we quit, and uh, then I will be back on to wrap up our Christmas Eve radio program. Enjoy the song. This has been KHBC Christmas Radio. I hope that you enjoy your holiday, your Christmas with family. Pray that the Lord will bless you. Levi wanted to say one more thing before we're done. Well, folks, thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. I hope you had a nice time eating your popcorn. And have a very Merry Christmas. And I will see you at VBS.